Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Well, hello there, everybody. It's another day for Faith and Good Counsel. So happy to be with you today, and I'm really happy. I know you will be too. I'm sitting here with the lovely and beautiful heart of my heart, Erin Franco, the humble handmaid, the right heart podcaster. Hey there, Erin. Hey there. It is my pleasure to be here again. Oh, always such such an honor. And yeah, you always have such good things to share with us. So you know, dear listeners, that it's going to be a really good program today. In fact, we're talking about one of your latest blog posts, Erin, Holiday Survival Guide. Wow, let's think about that for a minute, you know? <laughs> I mean, I get really excited about holidays, and they, they keep coming, you know? We're, 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 of course, we're in the fall season here of Faith and Good Counsel, and that means pretty soon we'll have Thanksgiving and we'll have Christmas, but really what we're going to talk about today applies year-round to holidays, where I, you know, of, of course, there's a lot of joy and excitement that comes with a holiday and planning the meal and thinking about gathering with family. And then we think about gathering with family. And sometimes there can be <laughs> yeah. some some issues there. And well, so it's the most wonderful time of the year, but it's also often the most complicated and yes. it can be the most stressful for a lot of people, if we're being honest. And really, uh, sometimes at a light level and sometimes very, very deep. And we're going to keep it kind of light today in in more than normal circumstances, but there can be a lot of pain actually that surrounds holidays for many reasons, Uh, the loss of a loved one, but also just very, very difficult family dynamics. So I thought, Erin, this was just very timely for you to to post this, and I thought this would be a great program. So thank you for for making uh, yourself available today to be with us. And as you know, dear listeners, we always start off with prayer. We need prayer. We must commu- be communing with the Lord so that we can can live that beautiful, virtuous life that he calls us to. And so I thought today, Erin, um, it would be so appropriate to pray that final prayer of the Divine Mercy Chaplet because mercy really has a, a big part to play in holiday time <laughs> with family, so family and friends. So would you please offer for us that beautiful final prayer of the Divine Mercy Chaplet? Absolutely, and this is really one of my favorites. Um, I try to pray this every day, actually. Yes. All right, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Eternal Father, in whom mercy is endless, and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us, and increase your mercy in us that in difficult moments we may not despair or become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. Amen. And Our Lady of Good Counsel, Our Lady of Sorrows, St. John Paul II, St. Jose Maria Escriva, please pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, so I'm really excited. I'm already planning my meals. You know, I love to cook. Erin, I know you love to cook too. And I get really excited about thinking, what are we going to fix? And and then I start thinking, oh dear, you know, we, we, we sometimes have these complicating factors that, that surround us in holiday time. So I want to just uh, kind of get your thoughts on where you were going and what inspired you for this particular blog post, Holiday Survival Guide. 
<laughs> well, first of all, I feel like I have to put a little disclaimer in here that I love my family on oh, both sides. Course. I have a wonderful family, and so I don't want to. I don't want everyone to think I have all this drama that I've learned from. We, I have a little bit. We have <laughs> well, we all from. do. We all yeah. do. And listen, I, listeners, you know you do. Okay, <laughs> so that's what we're we're just talking about. Just normal human behavior. Stuff Absolutely. and what we can do and how we can be charitable and virtuous within those situations and do, truly live that joy and freedom that God wishes for us. So Absolutely. So um, also another disclaimer, I love St. Jose Maria Escriva. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of wisdom to share on the topic of being with people, dealing with people, and getting into perspective about people who have to deal with you too. Exactly. So- whoa, whoa, whoa. Ouch. So yeah, I have I have a lot of him um, that we're going to talk about today. But so I I wanted to start off with Proverbs sixteen thirty two. It's a really simple verse, but it says, "He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit is stronger than he who takes a city." Ooh, wait, that is profound. I know. Oh. I, I love this one. Think about if we really took the time to prepare before the holidays got here. Yes, it's the most wonderful time of the year, but what if we prepared for it? Because we know it's going to be a little complicated. There are going to be a little bit of rubbing, you know, people the wrong way, rubbing you the wrong way. Um, Getting in my space, crossing boundaries. Uncle so-and-so is not going to help cook, clean, or serve a thing, and -and so-and-so is going to turn the AC down, and everyone's going to wear coats indoors, and... (laughs) You know, or you know, or someone's going to make comments about your parenting or your or job. Your food. Or food. Yeah, or the, yeah. I mean, there's food. there's yeah. all those little things, and then of course, you know, the deeper stuff that hurts a little more too. But so the idea that we should really prepare our hearts for the holidays to have a right heart and to be able to rule our own spirits, to control our emotions, and learn how to respond rather than react. Like you know, it's coming. So why not right. kind of prepare yourself a little bit? And there's nothing wrong with that, with being realistic. And know? everything right about that. Because re- you mentioned the word realistic. Human behavior is human behavior. We live in, in the fallen world, and our, our nature is now fallen. Still good, but it's fallen, right? And so we have to expect mm-hmm. that there might be some conflicts. And so you're talking about rooting ourselves in our faith, in, in Christ, in Scripture, so that we can encounter our brothers and sisters who are our family and our friends in the way that Christ would ask us to. St. Jose Maria says that it is inevitable that you should feel the rub of other people's characters against your own. After all, you are not a gold coin that everybody likes. Besides, without that friction produced by contact with others, how would you ever lose those corners and edges, Mm. those imperfections and defects of your own character, and acquire the smooth and regular finish, the firm flexibility of charity? If your character and the characters of those that you live with were soft and sweet like sponge cake, he says sponge cake, (laughs) you would never become a saint. I love that quote from him. It's just so real. I mean, you know, it's about blooming where you're planted. You're with the people that the Lord has put into your life and in your family, your community, your sphere of people that you know for a reason. Right. And I think he's calling us back to, you know, there was a a recent scripture uh, for Sunday Mass about pulling the wooden beam out of your eye. Uh Yeah. And we don't like to see, you know, we see the speck in our brother and sister's eye, but not the wooden beam in our own. And he's drawing us back for a moment in a in a good way to look at ourselves and our own behavior and our expectations, um, and 
also speaking about how we acquire virtue through that through that rub in these situations from other people and you know it, it is an act of, of virtue and we're learning virtues when we encounter situations over holidays and so mm-hmm. I think he has so much wisdom and it's real practical he just doesn't you know, he just cuts right to the chase. Yeah, you know, it's I like, like that. Okay, look back at, you know, there's that saying where you've got a finger pointing at someone else, but you have three pointing back at you. So mm-hmm. he's drawing us back to look at what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. He, he says that you say that person is full of defects very well, he yeah. says. But apart from the fact that people who are perfect are found only in heaven, right. you too have defects and others put up with you. I, lo- I know. I, I love Ouch. that one, too, because, I mean, really, there, it's kind of a hard thing to think about. I think about this sometimes. But as much as, you know, you may be a person who really wants to be virtuous and good and do the right thing all the time, hopefully we're striving for that. But there are those things that we're – there's little things and sometimes big things that we don't see about ourselves that are irritating to others, even yeah. the way we – from the way we load the dishwasher to the way we – always bring up a topic in conversation to, you know, just all those little things that others, they love us, they put up with us, they know that's how just how we are. And, um, you know, if you kind of get into that perspective, it really helps you to have more mercy on others. Yeah, and so I think what you're, you're talking about overarching right now is just mentally preparing, pondering on what the scenarios are going to be like, you know, the decisions maybe have been made, we're going to have you know, Thanksgiving here and Christmas here. I'm going to do Christmas Eve and, you know, all of those mm-hmm. details, which can can be a little anxiety provoking in, in certain circumstances. And thinking through who's going to be there and what we might encounter. You know, that's the kind of mental prep you're talking about. And you're talking about infusing it with scripture and with growth and holiness, growth in virtue, and a little bit of St. Jose Maria Escriva, <laughs> who could really, really help instruct us. Another good resource I'm thinking of is called Our Daily Bread. It's a little bitty burgundy-colored book. Wow, it talks about pride and humility and all the different charity and all the different virtues. And that, I find, is a nice compliment to St. Jose Maria Escriva. Well, okay, so we've done the mental prep, Erin, and now we're at a place, um, perhaps we're at the, you know, at the scene, <laughs> and we need to... Maybe, maybe we're encountering, encountering someone who wants to instruct us on how to load the dishwasher, and we get a little irritated. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And what about self-control? You know, what about mercy? What do you have to say about that? You know, I was trying to think of a way to talk about this idea in my own words, and really, again, I hope you're not quoted out, but St. Jose Maria really says it very clearly and concisely. He says that anyone who says he cannot put up with this or that or finds it impossible to hold his peace is exaggerating in order to justify himself. Oh, kaboom. That's a big one. That's true. That is mm-hmm. so true. It's a cho- Our behaviors are our choice. Mm-hmm. We, we have control over our behaviors through grace. They become better behaviors, you know, but that is, I, I think you should read that again. Sure. Anyone who says he cannot put up with this or that or finds it impossible to hold his peace is exaggerating Mm -hmm. in order to justify himself. He says we should ask God for the strength to overcome our whims and to practice self-control. Okay, so let's say in all of the commotion, Auntie 
Susu comes over and, you know, wants to help you, quote unquote, load the dishwasher. She's just not, you know, feels like you need a little help. And it can be a little invasive. And you finally lose your cool. The dinner's over. The children have been running around everywhere. It's been chaos. And what could you do instead of taking her head off? Do you know that's an option, but it's not a charitable, merciful, loving, Christ-like option. What could you do? You know what I would actually do? Um, I would try to say something like, oh, my gosh, you know, thank you so much for helping. How about, do you want to finish the dishes? And I'll go wipe <laughs> off the table. Wow, very good. So you, it, I love that. It's, re, it's very kind, redirects her, and, you know, also gets a little help doing doing the dishes. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. You could get a lot of different responses depending on the personality of Auntie Susu. We're just pulling a name out of the air, y'all. I don't have an Auntie Susu, but um, neither does Aaron. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I could, it's fun to kind of role play these things. You know, one mm-hmm. thing I thought about here, and right before we go to the break, I'll just share, is the fact that, you know, you might, I could say, thank you so much. That is a new way to load the dishwasher. I really, really appreciate that. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe... You know, if you can it can choke that out in a kind way and then go off. Sometimes you have to separate yourself if you're really about to lose your cool. And I know my personality is a little stronger than yours, Erin, <laughs> in certain ways. I have to go and recollect. And so we'll pick back up with that thought when we come back here on Faith and Good Counsel with Stacey Galino and Erin Franco. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Is the Eucharist really Jesus? Not to demean the faith of others, but actually, if you say you're a Christian, then there's no reason not to believe in the Eucharist. At the Last Supper, Jesus told his apostles, This is my body. He didn't say, This is a symbol. And in John 6, when Jesus says, The bread that I give is my flesh for the life of the world, a lot of people refuse to believe. So what did Jesus do? Did he run after them and say, wait, I was just speaking symbolically? Did he explain what he really meant to his disciples as he had done nearly every time he told a parable? No. In fact, he asked his apostles if they were going to leave too. Jesus must have been pretty serious about his flesh being real food if he was willing to part ways with some of his closest friends over the matter. For more Young Catholic Minutes, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. You are listening to the Faith and Good Counsel Show with Stacey Galino, your host, and I'm sitting here, as always, with my heart of hearts, Erin Franco, the humble handmaid. Hey, Erin. Hey, happy to be here. You've got a great blog post, Holiday Survival Guide, and all y'all should go and check that out at humblehandmade.com. And by the way, you should, if you haven't already, you should check out Erin's podcast, The Right Heart Podcast. Dot com, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, lots and lots of good information there. And I actually have one as well, Voice and Vessel Podcast. And, and we're talking both on our podcast, Erin, about other topics a little more deeply than we can get into here on the radio. So I hope you guys will go and check that out. And I'm loving hearing from you. I know Erin is as well. We really appreciate that. So keep the comments um, and suggestions coming. So We're talking about holidays and surviving, you know, sometimes the the joys are great, but there can be some commotion and chaos and and conflict um, sometimes that surrounds gatherings of family. 
And we want to be Christ-like and loving and charitable and be honed like that golden coin that uh, Aaron was talking about from St. Jose uh, Maria Escriva. And sometimes, as I was mentioning before the break, we might have to take a moment, you know, take two, and step step away from a situation and just w- go and do what I call get recollected. And for me, um, I pray. But I love here, Aaron. There's a there's a quote here from Saint uh, Marie Saint Jose Oh Saint Jose Maria Escriva, and I think this is really a fitting for what we were talking about before the break. Um, when we we're thinking about whatever the situation is, here's a good reminder. He says, the defects you see in others are perhaps your own. Ouch. We don't want to hear that, right? Yeah. Ooh. If your eye is clear, the whole of the body will be lit up, whereas if the eye is diseased, the whole of the body will be in darkness. Moreover, How is it that you can see the speck of dust in your brother's eye and are not aware of the beam that is in your own? Examine your conscience. And so I kind of, that's kind of what I'm doing when I go to recollect. And this is not often, y'all. I'm just giving an example um, that that I might have to do at some point so that I don't get too, too flustered. And it works. When you ask for the grace from God, and when you examine your conscience and you offer that back to the Lord redemptively, he gives you the grace. And it is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is like the dew from heaven that comes down to help us to uh, navigate situations. And so I think those those are some good suggestions for self-control. I know, Aaron, you had some, you have to kind of practice ahead of time, don't you? Uh, and kind of keep a perspective on what what are big things and what are small things, and then practice ahead of time. If it's a particularly difficult situation you're anticipating, what am I going to say? You know, absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with preparing for when you have to tell a parent who had been really putting a lot of pressure on you to come to this gathering or that. When you have to say no, we can't make it; it's too much, or we're choosing to do something else. That can be really tough. I am still in that you know, the realm of young families, those first 10 years of having kids and having to establish this is our family, this is what we're doing. And it is very hard. And I have so many friends who cry every year about the guilt that their parents put on them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that can be tough having that conversation. But just knowing what you're going to say ahead of time, not losing your cool, saying it in charity and just firm, but so kind and patient. That is that's what you got to practice, and that's a great thing to do. And kind of on that topic, too, I really want to encourage you, if you do have adult children, especially if they have families, um, I really want to encourage you to not put pressure on your children to come home as much as you want to because that really, uh, so many times I've seen it push people away rather than make them want to come home. I know uh, I'm really blessed. My parents, just an example, have been wonderful about telling us from the get-go, from right when we got married, you are your own thing. This, You and your husband are, are a family, you and your children. We would love to have you. We are, would be overjoyed to have you, but you need to do what you have to do, and we will understand. They say that every year. It wasn't a one-time yes. thing. And I need to hear that every year because I do stress about, you know, spending enough time with this or that or this grandparent or that gathering that happens every year. And 
I really appreciate it. So if you want to get um, extra brownie points as a yes. parent of adult children, really pray about that. Even if it is very hard for you, I promise you that God will multiply that effort. And, and be genuine about it. Don't make, you don't say it and then make a sarcastic remark under your breath or what have you. I mean, I see these things, y'all. I deal with yeah, people all the time yeah. who are having problems, so I kind of know the game. But, um, you know, what parent wouldn't want their children at every single event. But you know what, parents, I can speak as a parent of adult children. It's not possible, and nor is it their call. Like your mom and dad so beautifully said, they are speaking about that invitation, that openness to receive you whenever you can come, but out of selfless, totally donative love for you and your family and recognizing that indeed you are your own family with your husband and your children, and that's your primary vocation. They are giving you that freedom that is that is yours by God. And so that is a beautiful thing and a beautiful example that we can all take a lesson from. That doesn't mean they don't miss you or they don't want you, but they understand. And so that's a great gift, adult uh, parents of adult children out there, that we can give our kids to give them the freedom. They cannot bilocate. I know we think they're saints. They're working <laughs> on it just like we are, but they can't bilocate. And we, we, you don't want to hurt their hearts. You know, by by pressuring them and making them feel badly at holiday time. Okay, yeah. and and just because it's possible to go to three holiday parties in one day oh. with two or three children under oh. four, doesn't mean that it should be done. I've tried to do it, and there's lots of tears from everyone in the family. <laughs> and, yes. You know, so so really encourage them not to try to do everything too, not to try to be super mom and super dad, and to be able to to rest in the holiday. I mean, just so many times. For Christmas, it's, all right, well, let's go to the Mass, you know, early so we can go to here and here and here. And it's it's not about Christmas. It's about being together as a family. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, that that's a wonderful part of it. But Christmas would still be exactly what God wants it to be if all we were able to do is go receive the Eucharist and celebrate yes. his birth. And focusing in on the incarnation and what it really means, you know, that sort of that catchphrase, the reason for the season, it's the incarnation when the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, you know, and really talk about a, a thought and a, and a truth for a recollection upon. I mean, that's what's that is the reason for the season mm-hmm. right there. And everything else is secondary. So you're talking today, Aaron, about focusing in on your primary vocation and listening to your family. And when you've, you know, very well loved you are and all of your family and invited to many things, but you simply cannot do them all. And so how is it, Erin, that you can charitably say no? How do you do that? You know, it just depends on your relationship, but um, we can't make it. It's just too much for us this year. We would love to be there, but it's just too much. Hopefully next year. Oh, but come on. Come on. We really want. We're going to miss you. We're going to miss you. Can't you just come by for a minute? Maybe we can Skype in for a few minutes before oh, bedtime. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just. just yeah, we keep have your cool. Keep and, your cool. And, and I'm yeah. speaking from the adult perspective. Don't say what I just said. <laughs> you can say it. We will really miss yeah. you, but we understand. Yeah. With with love and genuineness in your voice, yeah. just like I said. And speaking of we, let's talk unity with your spouse. Yes, let's. That is something that I think I've, I'm only seven years into marriage, and I'm not super experienced. However, one thing that I've learned, and I'm still going to be working on for years and years with or my ever. husband, Michael, is, is unity 
especially during the holidays, planning what are we going to do, where are we going to go, are we going to, how long are we going to stay? And I actually asked Michael what his advice would be to you guys before I came over here. I said, okay, I'm doing this interview. What would your advice be? And the first thing out of his mouth was communicate, communicate, communicate. Right. Because we've learned learn the hard way not to tell each other exactly how we were feeling or trying to please one another or please one another's parents or siblings or whatever. And um, we just really had to say, this is our family. This is us. This is what I need this particular year. We've got a newborn. We've got, mm-hmm. you know, we're this person trying to come visit. So um, you really pray about that. And if it takes a few years, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. <laughs> don't worry if you're not there. Your marriage is not terrible because... You're not. You can't get on the same page for a little while. I'm still right in the middle of it myself. Yeah, and your your story is still being written, and you will never get it perfectly. But you, with the purest of intentions, and you're making that effort to be in communion with one another through your communication as you navigate through these times, these holidays, when there are extra um, responsibilities and extra invitations and extra expectations that are placed upon us. And I think you made a really good point, Erin, when you said trying to please other people. That our attention starts looking elsewhere, and we're we're not thinking um, of the best interests of our own family sometimes because we feel guilty. We don't want to displease anyone or disappoint anyone. But I think Michael, as a man can do in very simple words, <laughs> said, you know, I think this is the the pearl of the day is communication, looking intimately at one another, speaking intimately one another about what is in the best interest of your family and planning out to, to build upon what you talked about earlier, thinking through mentally planning, where is our family this year? Do we have a newborn? Do we have, you know, are our children toddlers? Are they overly excited with a lot of chaos? You know, whatever it is, how are we going to, what are we going to say yes to and what are we going to say no to and how are we going to say it? So that it's and don't well feel received. guilty about having rest and yes. going to don't feel guilty about doing something that makes it a little easier on you. I know I, I've struggled with that with saying, well, I think it's just a little much like, you, yeah. you know, you feel like you're a wimp or something. But that is just has such far reaching benefits. It really does. And family. you know what's best for your family. You're well, you're discerning your family. You know what is best your family and you just need to, and say it's a little much for us it you know what it's a little bit much for us we would love to be there we will miss you maybe we can Skype I love that idea Erin a nice short sweet visit just to blow kisses and, and whatnot and um, but yeah you have to do it and so saying it with gentle authority um, is very freeing and very freeing so we've got one just a little little time left maybe one minute Erin is there one final little pearl of wisdom that we that you want to share that maybe we missed that you think is important for people to know? Sure. Uh, I have to plug my man, St. Jose Maria Escriba, yeah. one more time. One of, <laughs> my, one of my very favorite short and sweet quotes from him, don't say, this person drives me crazy. Say, this person sanctifies me. Ooh, that's such a good one. That is such a – I actually um, ponder on that one a lot. Mm-hmm. That's your children. That's your husband. That's yeah. your in-laws. That's your parents. That's – the checker, at the, the checker at the grocery store or whatever, the, the overwhelmed person at the toy store when you're mm-hmm. shopping, you know, what have you. Just be kind. It takes an extra dose of um, humility, I think, during these, these time periods, especially during the buying season of Christmas, um, to be kind 
and to to think about what so, someone else may be going through. And so I think that would be um, something as well to to and, and trying to stay in a state of grace as much as possible, visiting uh, visiting Christ. Um, in in the Eucharist and adoration are really good ways. So, well, I tell you what, Aaron, it has been a great show. Thank you so much for being with us. And until next time, everybody, we will see you here, right here on Catholic Community Radio, Faith and Good Counsel Show. Bye-bye now, Pax Christi, y'all. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio. 